The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand, featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now. There are four U.S. island governments in the Pacific, two into transition, for the other two, business as usual. Communities are constantly looking for leadership. How that leadership works its way out in the transition is the topic of this episode of That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean DeMatato. You are listening to That's It, That's All. I'm Sean Gumatautau, the host of the podcast. That's It, That's All is brought to you by our friends at Get LLC. They are a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm that serves public and private sector organizations in the Western Pacific. Want to understand more about the best energy efficient upgrades for your respective job site? Need marketing advice? You can find out the answer to those questions and so much more from Get LLC. You can find them on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. Check out their website for more information. Hello to those listeners in Upper Marlboro in Maryland. Also, greetings to those of you checking out the podcast in Las Vegas, Nevada. The listenership continues to grow with each and every episode to include those now listening in Ada, Oklahoma. Can't forget the listeners across my island home, especially those in Barragata. Hop the day to you all. Thanks for having That's It, That's All along with you as you go from one end of Paradise Guam to the other. Remember to download the podcast for your next workout, road trip, or as you sit down in front of your desktop or your laptop computers. Thank you to our friends at redcircle.com in pushing out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. That's It, That's All. Also, can be found on the iHeartRadio app and on Pandora. The podcast is proud to be a part of the KUAM Podcast Network, an awesome collection of on-demand audio shows originating in Micronesia from your number one broadcast news and digital source of information in Guam and Micronesia. Like, subscribe, or follow us right now on your favorite podcast app. With the 2022 general elections in the rearview mirror, the work is on to run governments across the Pacific. Hawaii, Guam, American Samoa, and the CNMI held their inaugurations in recent days, especially those for the executive branches. American Samoa won't be electing a new governor until 2024. For the others, two new governors. One re-elected in the legislative branches, changes are abound, west to East. Seats in the lawmaking houses were won. Some were lost. For the electorate, simply the people of these four American communities, there is a hope that the critical first days of their work consider a couple of important things in transitioning their respective roles and outlook for the next few years. With so many issues facing the Pacific, from crime, climate change, and the global pandemic, I wanted to add my two cents to perhaps the most important part of this process that happens regularly in government. Change, capacity building, relevance. Just 
three matters that must be addressed by Pacific leaders. Three considerations from the Fono to Washington Place to Adeloupe to Capitol Hill. For all three, we must remember that change is a fact of life. All the campaigning, promises, ideas, all coming to a head in the first 100 days. First year, an entire term. Planning for the work will be key. Those policy considerations will need the collective work of branches of government and working together to make them a reality. Some give, some take. Since the election's life for most just keeps on going. There are chores to be done. Keki and Manumko have to be cared for. Outlook for the days ahead is being done too. Education in terms of what will new legislators and cabinet members, what they will face ahead is also important. The issues facing our people collectively is changing faster than the tides that hit our shores. The important laws, policies, and emerging threats need to be researched, discussed, perhaps even amended, or disposed of to help all citizens. To this podcaster, communicating the planning, continuity, and education needs to be done at all levels. If all understand the effort, we can expect some level of buy-in or acceptance. Buy-in is critical, as there are many that could be affected. Building inspectors could be impacted by changes to leadership and policy in these modern times. The work of the classroom teacher could be affected by any effort to tweak things mid-school year by policy changes. Law enforcement officers, too, will need to use every resource to be sure that their work on our island streets and roads are not affected by changes to keeping our people safe. The implications for these are so very important. First, change is normal, inevitable, and accelerating. Why, you ask? Well, there is an increasing interconnectedness that we are seeing. How does the current Biden administration in Washington, D.C. work with Hawaii Governor Josh Green, CNMI Governor Arnold Palacios, American Samoa Governor Limanu Mauga, and Guam Governor Lou Leon Guerrero? How does the work of the Hawaii, CNMI, and Guam legislatures and the Fono in American Samoa impact the roles of state and territorial government officials on the daily? Don't forget the judiciaries in each of these areas, too. Population is contributing to change. People are moving all over the Pacific for so many reasons. Work, opportunity, quality of life, technology, climate change, aging, supply chain, all important change considerations. Transitions need to address these on day one. If not, issues can arise so very quickly. Capacity building must be front of mind for elected officials right at the swearing-in. Living in the islands, we know this is critical for so many reasons. During times of natural or man-made disaster, help may not come so fast. Living in Guam for nearly three decades, this is not lost on me. Frankly, this should not be lost on anyone living in the Pacific Islands for any period of time. Tyranny of distance. Guam is that big city of Micronesia but it is far removed from our big Polynesian brothers in Hawaii and even farther from the west coast of the U.S. mainland. Many things are impacted by distance. Best options this far from population centers are at a premium. As how things are built so far from supplies, sustaining these commodities over time, and how we can leverage those things right in front of us to be sure we can live a relatively normal life in these modern times is a challenge for sure. Relevance. 
How does the new job affect our neighbors now and into the future? When our elected officials were not where they were at, there was so much talk of a vision that most could agree is important. Being elected changes so many things. Where do our Pacific leaders stand on matters to those unique issues facing their people today? Not what happened one year, two years, four years, or even a decade ago. They must live in the now. And how does their work affect those same neighbors today? A tall order with things in the Pacific moving so very fast. A far cry from pre-discovery days, distanced by post-World War II reconstruction, technology advances of the last two decades, bringing the world closer to our Pacific peoples. Transitions cannot create an island within, an island that will bring more challenges and shortcomings in these challenging times. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. Hawaii Governor Josh Green convened his first cabinet meeting on December 7, 2022. Fourteen state departments stood up with new directors. Others were appointed just before the new year. The state, wrestling with tax burdens, inflation, housing construction, and the replacement of the iconic Aloha Stadium, among other things. Maui County executives will have been sworn in at the premiere of this podcast. They have work to do with new directors countywide. Hawaii state senators and representatives will take their oaths of office in the days ahead, too. American Samoa and the new Fono will be focused on supporting the work of the Department of Health, which plans to go back to normal operations when the COVID-19 task force in Pongo Pongo, led by Lieutenant Governor Salo Ale, wraps up response efforts in mid-January 2023. The Fono returns 15 of its 20 incumbents. For the first time in 20 years there, there is no woman sitting in the American Samoa legislature. On January 3, 2022, the Marianas Variety in Saipan reported that the Transition Committee's review of the CNMI government is almost complete, except for the Department of Finance and the other agencies handling American Rescue Plan Act funds. The Transition Committee of Governor Arnold Palacios and Lieutenant Governor David Apatang noted the 32 transition teams have already completed their reports to include the pending looks at the Department of Finance, the Infrastructure Recovery Program, the Grants Management Office, and the Office of Planning and Development, and were just sworn in recently. In Guam, Governor Lou Leon Guerrero was sworn in on January 2nd, 2022, for her second term as chief executive. The Pacific Daily News reported on January 3rd, 2022, that Governor Leon Guerrero reaffirmed her commitment to building a new hospital, ensuring the safety of families and shepherding in economic recovery for the island. In her second inaugural address, Governor Leon Guerrero said, quote, our administration understands that we must work both harder and smarter to make good on our promise to exemplify a government our community can trust and a government our community can rely on in good times and especially in bad. Close quote. A few hours before the gubernatorial swearing-in, a rocky start for the Guam legislature as the swearing-in at the Guam Congress building ended abruptly 
as senators did not vote in a speaker. The pomp and circumstance left lawmakers in Agadia without a leader and a situation that had left many local political pundits concerned. Days later, a speaker is named, not with the usual trappings of partisan politics. For Pacific jurisdictions, four very unique times, transitions happening. But what should be their collective focus from an administration and or policy perspective? Their work in the transition in the days, weeks, and months to follow must address the economic and national security concerns of the 1.7 million Americans and U.S. nationals living in each of the Pacific U.S. jurisdictions. Chief executives and lawmakers need to put their collective heads together in a cooperative way to leverage the strengths and competitive advantages in each of the Pacific jurisdictions to advance opportunities for all of its people and create plans to achieve sustained growth and recovery after the COVID-19 public health emergency and with future threats to our resilience in this part of the world moving ahead. Leaders in Hawaii, the CNMI, American Samoa, and Guam should take the time to look at reasonable considerations presented to them back in April of 2021 by the U.S. Economic Development Administration via the 43-year-old Pacific Basin Development Council. A read of their 91-page U.S. Pacific Islands Comprehensive Economic Development Strategy is full of insight. The strategy was produced by the Pacific Islands for the Pacific Islands. The feedback was far-reaching. Individuals, government agencies, the private sector, universities and colleges, nonprofits. A regional strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threat analysis, or SWOT analysis, is the highlight of the report. For this podcaster, an important takeaway of the report, the impact of the COVID pandemic. The PBDC noted, quote, The COVID-19 pandemic brought issues that had long been simmering in the U.S. Pacific Islands regions to a boil. Already members of governments, businesses, and communities in the region had been discussing such matters as the imbalance in their economies, the paradoxes of being under the jurisdiction of the United States, and the dawn of the digital economy. The coronavirus pandemic accelerated these discussions and others, prompting state and territorial leaders to reckon with some of the more complex realities of living in the region. Close quote. At times, the workings of state and territorial governments are like making sausage. The Pacific jurisdictions often accused of not keeping pace with their brothers and sisters of the U.S. mainland states and the Caribbean territories. Now, a suggestion? The Pacific jurisdictions working together closer to achieving sustainable and sustained economic recovery and growth for each of their communities. The collaboration needs to also be a bit more understanding of the happenings in each of the jurisdictions. I'm not asking government officials to read the media accounts of the major issues taking place across the islands. We need them all to be aware of the challenges being faced and some of the proposals that are working and those that are not working. The Pacific Islands cannot be a place to dump a policy that may work better in Knoxville, Tennessee, Maybe this should be a note for our federal policymakers. Transitions can help this, but only if the findings made result in substantive changes. Just because we are in the Pacific Islands doesn't mean that things are run better today than it did for our generations before us. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC 
a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. Coming off the 2022 election campaigns, candidates for every elected office were taking time to reflect on what it might be like to experience the transition process from campaigning to governing or policymaking. Today, many are now realizing how demanding and difficult the transition period would be. Most will not fully appreciate the importance of the first months of their role in leadership to their overall performance in office. The transition is not just a period between election and inauguration. It is not just a period stretching past the first 100 days in office. The transition is that period in which most of the crucial personnel, decision-making processes, program development and communications processes are put in place and tested. No grace period. It is that time to get to work. Short-term pressure and demands for immediate results could impact the long-term success while in office. The power of an elected official is limited. The potential power of an elected official is limitless. Credibility is on full display, governing and policy-making alike. Change can be accomplished when maximizing resources that are afforded a particular public office. It is for these reasons that transitions must be truly appreciated. A couple of points to consider, and some of it thanks to my friends at the Center for Homeland Defense and Security. Planning to keep government going, that is, in transition from election or some other event, is not well understood. Continuity planning is an opportunity to see where that elected official can contribute to the whole of the island society. These roles are meant to support every citizen. Collaboration can mean positive things for the electorate and those who want to bring good things to our collective communities. Strategic thinking is going to happen more and more. With each year comes new ways of doing. Appreciating the impact of this will yield great dividends state and territory-wide. As we are coming off the global pandemic, the next point is one that we should not overlook. Past incidents or disasters drive change, but not always for the better. The impacts across the policy spectrum from regulations, programs on using systems like the Pandemic Response Plan, it hits critical mass. Unless there is a fidelity to those plans, things can go from bad to worse. If we capitalize on the times that we are in, each of us can define our outcomes. If you don't, it won't be so good. Transitions do foster collaboration and relationships. Now, I led efforts in 2010 in transitioning a governor of a U.S. territory. The effort led to respect. The effort has led to lasting relationships over the past decade. Appealing to what the costs would be to not properly transitioning is important. Leaving a post without guidance is like leaving a cake half-baked in the oven. If neglected and you look in said oven, you know what is going to come your way. And under-promise and over-deliver in these cases. In an effort to shepherd a new generation of leaders, we need to keep expectations pretty low. 
work like an animal to get those things done relative to that office, and then hand over the keys to what will be like a purring brand new sports car. But a cautionary tale here. Do the opposite, and your reputation is toast, and organizations become rudderless and ineffective until they figure out what to do. Planning transitions or ensuring they are successful is key to long-term success of institutions. It's a process. When we spend 90% of our time on process, we generally spend 10% on policy. In government, it is the complete opposite. We know that operations and policy are complex. Keeping focus does reduce conflict and increase the efficiency of the transition process and ultimately the efficiency of the organization seeing that leadership change. The roles in public service do come with principles and a level of discipline that is not found in other sectors of our workforce. This service requires staying in touch with people and committing to serve them the best that can be done with the resources that are available. Challenges really are abound in the Pacific Islands. They may seem daunting at times, but remember that most of our local leaders will survive them. The lessons that each of them can learn in the transition process will be of huge benefit. They become informed, and it allows them to better serve their customers or the greater public of the islands as a whole. Now, the result is the constant reminder of why they may have decided to take the plunge to serve the state and territories that they are in in the first place. That's it. That's all. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatata. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatata. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening. The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand. Featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now.